Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are here on the bed with Pearl. How are you, Emily? When did she get so big? Yeah, she is enormous. Yeah, I'm walking her now like two and a half miles every day, (laughs) and she still is destroying the house. I got a job, and we figured now that we're actually, my job, I think, is just covering the damage that (laughs) she does on a weekly basis. Uh, This week, it was her bed. She shredded. and Your sneakers, your brand new sneakers. sneakers, Yeah, my my chucks. And then last night, she nearly killed herself. I went outside to play with the boys oh, right. and I came back in and she was on the table and had eaten a bunch of chicken bones. Yeah. Yeah. So Harrison's chicken bones. Yeah. Th- she's still living, uh, over 24 hours later. So we'll see. Hopefully they digest. What, what, do they digest inside of her? Or they the just vet, I called the vet the, freaking out and yeah. he said she should be able to digest them. Oh, Okay. Because I haven't seen him come out in, in her poop yet, but we'll we'll see what happens. Anyways, on that note, who is our guest today? And, and we have two guests. We have uh, Nathan Opposition from Vessel of Light and Ancient Wisdom. And who else, Emily? Someone I look forward to speaking with almost every year. Like, I, this must be my fourth interview with her, Mrs. Wendy Dio. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a honor that she comes on our podcast to talk about all the great stuff she has going on, the charities she's uh, running to help raise money to fund the Ronnie James, James Dio, Dio Cancer, Cancer Fund, yep. Yeah, which is just a great cause. So without further ado, since we have so much going on here, let's get right into Emily's interview with Wendy Dio to take us into the interview. This is some heaven and hell. This is Adam and Evil by, again, Heaven and Hell here on Talking Metal, followed by Emily's interview with Wendy Dio. Oh, I 
was so good to hear your voice. You too, you too. Getting ready for our bowling. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to I want to introduce our guest today, a woman I've had the honor of uh, interviewing a few times before for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak with Wendy Dio. So you're busy, Hi, huh? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm always so impressed with everything you do to raise money for the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund, and which raises a ton of money for an amazing cause in Ronnie's name. And your next event is coming up soon. You're very busy. Tell us what you have planned. Well, we have our annual uh, uh, Bowl for Ronnie, which is on the 7th of November. And up Pins Bowling Place in Studio City again. Uh, it's always a fun event, uh, which we have a real fun time with celebrity bowlers. And Eddie Trunk always hosts it for us. And uh, it's a great night to uh, raise money for a great cause and have a great fun night for everyone. Wonderful. And so what celebrities and uh, musicians will be involved this year? I know you have a lot of repeat people come every, I know Tom Morello is, uh, has done it for a few years. And who else do you have on for this year? Uh, we have Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. And we have a lot of other people that are like on, not quite sure if they're coming yet, because of course, we everybody comes and gives their time and their talent for us. So they, a lot of times, uh, people can't confirm until the last minute, because they may have a show or something going on that they have to do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but we have so many, we have mostly all the people that come the year before, but we have a special guest this year. We have Jason Belmonte. Now he... <clears throat> is probably not known in the music business, but he's a world-class bowler. He's from Australia, and uh, he's uh, been a world champion bowler uh, for many years in a row. And uh, he's going to come and give a, a lesson, probably to Eddie Trunk. Uh, <laughs> Eddie doesn't know, doesn't notice yet. <laughs> So, but that's an unfair advantage. Whoever gets him on their team, that's uh, <laughs> well, he, he should be disqualified. Think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll be allowed to be on anyone's team. There'll be a big fight if he is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, how can our fans and our listeners go about attending the event? And you know, well, is it tickets or how does this work? Oh, okay. You just go to the DOCancerFund.org. Uh, on our site, and you can buy purchase tickets there, or you can be a, uh, you can either uh, be a, a, a spectator, or you can bowl. I think bowling is seventy five dollars, includes your, your shoes and and and, um, and pizza. Uh, or if you want to just be a spectator, it's fifty dollars. Or if you want to buy a lane, uh, it's uh, nineteen ninety five, which is almost two thousand dollars. But for that, you get to go up into the VIP room. Hang out with everyone. You get six, uh, six um, uh, for six bowlers and uh, twelve drink tickets and uh, a real fun evening. So we've got a lot of sponsors already, but we're still looking for more lanes to sell. <clears throat> Wonderful. I mean, all- it's it's just such a fun night. I've I know people who've gone. It's it, this is your fifth annual. You've done this five years in a row, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's amazing, and it's nice. It's going to be real fun. Yeah, huh? I'm always a blast. And I, the nice thing is, you do give people all sorts of different options, right, to participate in your events. And I know the other big event you oh, do absolutely. each year yeah. is Ride for Ronnie, and it's you know a motorcycle ride, a super fun concert. But 
people always say, oh, I don't have a motorcycle. It's like, well, you always find ways to include everyone, even if oh, they... Oh, you don't need a yeah. motorcycle. No, they just come and listen to the bands. The same uh, next year, of course, is 10 years of Ronish passing. So we're doing a big gala um, at the Wilton in Los Angeles. Um, and that will be an awards show, uh, but also lots of surprises, some musical people. And also that will be uh, tickets for the general public. It will just be $25 to come and see, have a great evening. Uh, and then we'll have tables for sale and, and programs and so on and so forth. So we haven't got it exactly sorted out yet. We're just getting the invite together. But that's going to be a fun evening. And I hope a lot of the fans will come from all over the world for that to celebrate on his 10th passing and celebrate his life. It sounds amazing. And it's so nice that financially you don't exclude people. So they have the opportunity to give as much or as little as they want. Uh, you don't exclude people exactly, based on exactly, their financial yeah. status. No. That's fantastic. And that's the way Ronnie Absolutely would have wanted no. it, right? Yeah. Ronnie would have always wanted to make sure his fans were taken care of. Absolutely. He loved his fans more than anything. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I know one thing that struck me, and I, I've been wanting to ask you about this. So last year I'm reading headlines about the, you know, ride for Ronnie 2000, you know, I guess it was the 2019 ride for Ronnie or it was whatever one happened last. Mm -hmm. Right. And Dave Grohl showed up. <laughs> he did. He did. Tell he me was, how this he happened. He was in the supermarket shopping with his kids, and a fan <laughs> went up to him and said, "Are you going to to Ronnie's uh, ride for Ronnie?" He goes, "Well, I am now." And he came over, and he was so gracious. Oh my and he gosh! He played and he played, and then we just recently had a barbecue with him. Did you really? Uh, we had a big, we had a big fundraiser uh, <laughs> at my house, and uh, he came and barbecued, and uh, we ended up making it a um, a fundraiser. So uh, it was donations, and we raised forty seven thousand dollars for the charity. Oh my but it was gosh! So much fun. He came and brought his big smoker, which is a big ten foot smoker, yeah. and Meta Metallica donated their. They have their own beer, and they donated their beer, and they donated their mixologist and their whiskey drinks, and um, and Tito's handmade vodka donated their vodka. So we had a real fun hoedown. <laughs> we had a hoedown. <laughs> with bands playing and, and everything. It was such a fun time. That's so, amazing. But, you know, Dave Gordon. So so generous with his time and his you know he 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 does it for the firemen he does it when all the fires happening yeah. he's just such an amazing person amazing person right? he gives so much to everyone like he's you know he's about as famous as they come and and it's never gone to his head you know it's it's really never. nice to see no, that no no yeah no, absolutely not. so i'm really envious because here i am on the east coast and i consider ronnie my favorite ever and I don't ever get to participate. I need to fly out west, or, or maybe you'll come out and well, do something no, out east. Absolutely. Well, you know what? We do have in the works. We do have in the works uh, putting a uh, an East Coast uh, bowling team together. And we also are talking about doing it for the Midwest as well. So this is what we're, we're in. the. I think hopefully by next year, we will have in place uh, a, both. We're trying to spread our wings and have a West, uh, East Coast, West Coast and Midwest um, bowl for Ronnie and ride for Ronnie. Well, I'm waiting. And if you need any volunteers to help you organize on the East Coast, I'm in. I'm not joking. You can, you can Don't give ever me a call. Say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually quite serious. Hey, I'm a project manager. No, I'm good at this stuff. So uh, yeah. I, I always like to talk a little bit about um, the fund, the, the cancer fund, you know, and we talk a lot about yes, the fundraisers. Yes. But I know uh, we yes. talked a little bit about Dr. Sandeep Kapoor, you know, working with the cancer fund. Can you tell me a little bit about who he is? 
and what his involvement is? Okay, so, yes, Dr. Kapoor uh, was our doctor many, many years ago. Um, we used to use him for travel, as he's a travel doctor for, for, you know, the inoculations for travel and to go to for colds and sniffs and sneezes. And uh, he was Ronnie's doctor, and he was actually the one that diagnosed Ronnie with the cancer. Um, we had been, I had been to specialists and everything years beforehand, because Ronnie always had indigestion, and they would just, just test his, um, test his heart and do all these other tests but just say oh it's just a gas bubble well you know had I known what I know now I would have made sure he had a colonoscopy and an ultrasound and did all those things but uh, anyway Dr. Kapoor uh, did discover that he had cancer and was so amazing with us and he he went with us to um to, we went to MB Anderson in Houston, which was the best um, mm-hmm. hospital for for um, cancer. And uh, he was our doctor, and he was amazing. He was there every minute of the day. And and, and Ronnie's last uh, last time in the hospital, uh, Dr. Kapoor was there. And in fact, Dr. Kapoor and I together uh, formed uh, Ronnie James Zero Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. Uh, he's on the board, and he's uh, very diligent about getting different things happening. He he got us introduced to Dr. Wong, which we're working with at the moment at UCLA. The saliva um, test. Is this the saliva test? The saliva test. Yes, yes. yes. He's yes. working on that, which is fantastic. And that would uh, tell you if you had gast- any gastric cancers, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, all the killers. And uh, men, because women are pretty good about getting checked. Men are always terrible. You have to drag them there uh, because they don't like the way the test is. Um, but this way, this would be non-invasive just a swab in, in the mouth and then send it away and it would be really early detection. And we're hoping to have that uh, that test should be ready by next year, we're hoping very much, and it will be amazing. It will be a great breakthrough for, for our early screening of cancers. It will, and it's really the wave of the future for diagnosing cancers, you know? Um, non these non-invasive technologies are so important because exactly how, as you said who wants to have a colonoscopy i mean we people do yeah, it because right. you have to well, do you, it but... you would still yeah you would still have to have that if you were diagnosed if you're diagnosed it. but you know yeah men mostly don't want to go because they put the finger up the bum that's yeah, what they don't like exactly <laughs> <laughs> never mind what women have to go through <laughs> good point good point so basically to start early detection obviously yes. once you're detected with it you would have to go right. on with the rest of the test but yeah. but um it will be early detection and early detection saves lives it can be cured it can be operated on if it's early enough absolutely unfortunately ronnie was stage four before uh it was detected and, and that's four. just you know and that's those are killer cancers yeah i mean um, what a beautiful thing that you're yeah. taking your story and and you're you're spreading the word about ways people can avoid what happened to ronnie you know and it's just amazing what you're doing but if we can save just one life, it's worth it all, you know, yes. just, you know, obviously I'd love to save everybody, but one life would be worth it all. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on. What else is going on? I know the hologram last time I spoke with you, we talked about that. And I know you did some tweaks and people really had great feedback on that. Do you plan to use it uh, for any more shows or tours? Yeah, actually, yes. Probably next year, we're just working on uh, on uh, getting even more stuff happening with it. You know, I mean, more footage of Ronnie, more things. We took it out. Um, 
And it was a lot of like, uh, not quite sure if anyone wanted it. It was like, yay, nay, yay, nay. But the people that saw it, everyone that saw it, saw that it was an absolute show that we brought. We brought a show, and it was a celebration of Ronnie's life. And and uh, it was it was uh, well, we in the end we were doing sold out shows because word of mouth was so. It was a fantastic show, and we saw that people would like to see more and more of these different old shots of Ronnie and things like that. So we're going through the archives and finding more things. And, and we'll make it an even bigger and better show next time. Yeah. And the, th- the only thing that bothered me about that was that people were, who had anything bad to say about it, they were all watching like videos and stuff, like horrible yeah, videos yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Exactly. And it drove me nuts because yeah. I said, you cannot, you can't judge a live show, much less a hologram show no, from a video. No, no so, you have to see it. You have to yeah, see it live. Just, that drove me nuts because yeah. every, everyone I know yeah. who saw it, I just had wonderful things to say about it. So... Yep. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a. It was a bittersweet night. It was real fun, and then it was bittersweet. As I said, it was. Uh, it was. It was very sad to see, but it was not. It was happy. Yeah. Uh, the hologram, I think, was very happy. The sad parts for me were some of the, the footage that was shown of Ronnie, and I remember the times when uh, that 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 was shot, and that kind of brought back memories to me but um yeah but uh, the hologram i think the hologram was uh was something bonnie would have liked uh would have approved of he was always uh trying to make a hologram he uh he had in 1985 we we did the uh a Sacred Heart tour with a ball uh, of like him in a speaking in a in a big crystal ball hanging yes. above the stage, and that was on a rear projection. But we were trying to make a hologram then, and he was always really enthralled with Disneyland and all the holograms that went on there. So I know that he was always he was always into technology. So I know I know, and I, I do this without thinking of anything that he would he would love it. I wouldn't do anything that Ronnie didn't want me to do, and I, and I know that he would approve it. Hundred percent. So yeah, we're hoping to bring it to the uh, award show. Actually, that we do the the um, at the gala for uh, Ronnie's tenth anniversary. Oh, we're wow. working on that right now. Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I might have to so, come out yeah. to LA for that one. <laughs> yeah, you should absolutely. <laughs> I would love to. It's going to be on the it's on the twentieth of February twenty. So it's two twenty twenty. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you you spoke a little bit about um, Geezer is going to be, you know, planning to be there for the bowl for Ronnie. And so it reminds me of, you know, back, it's probably around 2005 or so when Ronnie announced that he'd be working with Tony and Geezer and Vinny again in Heaven and Hell, the band Heaven and Hell. Um, how right. are you, how were you, I know, of course you were involved in that, but what are your memories? What was your involvement with that? I just know that Ronnie was really happy to be back with the Sabs again. Uh, it was kind of unfinished business when he left in the 90s. And I think it was something that was really uh, wonderful that he was able to do that before he passed away, to be back again with the Sabs. And uh, they were all playing very fantastically together. And the shows were amazing. And they were just loving each other. And it was just a, a really wonderful um, homecoming for him, I think. Absolutely. And when they chose... Obviously, Heaven and Hell, everyone knows the album. Did they decide to call it Heaven and Hell or was it something, was there pressure from Ozzy and Cher not to call it Black Sabbath? Because really, you know, some of my favorite Black Sabbath albums are the Dio albums. So, you know, did they just decide to stay away from that legacy and not call it Black Sabbath? I think it was just to stop confusion because they had been, you know, 
Uh, I think it was just to stop confusion. It wasn't, no one told us we couldn't do this or we couldn't do that. It was just something that was uh, to stop confusion. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of people may not know, a lot of people do know um, that you were, you know, you you managed a lot of bands. Like you worked with a band called Hellion back in the 80s, which was one of the first female fronted metal bands. Any memories you can share about working with Anne Boleyn and, and Hellion back in the day? Oh, that was a long time ago. Yes, but I'm still friends with Anne Boleyn. She still comes and sometimes she sings at our, our events and uh, she's a very good friend that we still see her all the time. That's so, great. Yes. You worked uh, yes. with Rough mm-hmm. Cut. Were there other bands you managed? And I, I, I've heard rumors that you Alcatraz. Helped... Oh, Alcatraz. Uh, Quiet uh, Riot when yeah. Paul Shortino was in the band. Uh, a band called Cooney, which was a Japanese guy. Oh, I worked with a lot of uh, Love Hate. And in fact, Love Hate, uh, Jizzy Poe was just opened, uh, was a support act for us for on the hologram. Oh, was, he was. Uh, Jizzy Poe's Love Hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. So we still keep contact with all the people that, you know, I think the music business is a very small business and we still keep contact. Everyone seems to know everyone and we still all, we're still there. <laughs> it's still a family, you know? I mean, I know there have been, exactly. you know, some, you know, you know, other bands, you know, where there are rivalries or whatever, but it, it doesn't seem to have ever touched you. Everyone speaks so highly of you. And the fact that they come back and do these events for you and want to stay involved just speaks volumes, not just of you, of, of Ronnie, you know? I think uh, I think it's because of Ronnie and he was just a wonderful person that everybody loved. But also I think that the music business, especially the heavy metal people that always get the the, the you know, rough end of the stick oh there's dirty heavy metal people. But they you know what, they are the kindest, nicest people in the world. They give their so much time and uh, so much time with their time and their talent for these uh these different uh, uh charity events, not just mine, but for all the uh, different charity events. They're always there. They're always ready and willing to give back to to society which i think is a wonderful thing and a lot of people you know as i said they always think oh yeah but the actors don't seem to do as much as what i think the musicians do absolutely it seems like one big family to me so i'm so excited for you for the next for the bowl for ronnie i want all of our all of our west coast even if you're east coast midwest you can make the trip there's still time to get tickets um november 7th you can see all of the um details on the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund website. Is that probably the best place to go to get the info? Absolutely, yeah, diocancerfund.org. Also, another thing, uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but it will be announced. Eddie Trunk, he did it last year, and he has his celebrity team, uh, and he will he uh, auctions off a, a place on his bowling team to bowl with the celebrities. So he will be auctioning that off soon. It's not up for sale yet, but he will be doing that very soon, which is a real fun. We had last year, we had a gentleman come out, and he had such a fun time. It was just uh, crazy. So he gets to bowl with it with the team and actually he bowled with the winning team and they all got the awards so it was fun <laughs> what is the award do you have trophies are you uh... we have trophies yeah we have trophies and we have medals and we have the horses ass for the uh the least, <laughs> the least <laughs> as well <laughs> do you know what team you're gonna bowl on this year 
Oh, I don't bowl. I just watch. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> well, I'm not a bowler. I know, I but you. I know. Motorcycle ride. I do ride on that, but I don't bowl. <laughs> I know. Well, I. You know what I was picturing. I know you have a pink helmet. I have a good memory. I you do. have a pink helmet for your I ride do. for Ronnie. And I was picturing you with yeah. your pink bowling ball. And now my my hopes are shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go buy one now just to pretend it's a <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Well, <sighs> Wendy is a pleasure speaking with you as always one of these days i'm coming out west but if you come out east i'm very serious i will will definitely be participating whatever you do east coast and best of luck with the event thank you emily so much and thank you for your continued support you know without people like you we couldn't do this so thank you so much always always take care wendy okay take care bye-bye Dio. Yeah, Dio on that one. Vivian Campbell, yes. Jimmy Bain. Guess what? Vinny we get, to see, we get yeah. to see Viv. How's he doing, by the way? Yeah, I heard he had Speaking like back surgery recently, but really? Last in Line is out oh, there playing their original music and also some of the music that Vivian and Vinny did with uh, Dio, the first three Dio solo albums. And Def Leppard's still doing stuff too. Def Leppard is still doing stuff. I mean, uh, he's he's, he's just, a busy man he's for a sure. Busy he's man. a busy he's, man for he's sure. He's got to be doing, you know, 
pretty well. I mean, there's no way he could keep up the schedule if he if he weren't feeling okay, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I, I assume he's doing well enough to be out there touring. And of course, don't forget about Dio Disciples, who Wendy manages. They're out there keeping the Dio music alive and well, too. And that's with Craig Goldie and Craig Simon Goldie. Wright. One of my favorite interviews you've ever done, actually. Yeah. Years yeah, ago. Yeah. So uh, it's always... I, I spoke with Craig twice, and that first interview I did with him was just great. So it's great that so many... Members of the Dio band are out there keeping his music alive. We support both Last in Line and Dio Disciples. I hate when I see those uh, two bands feuding in the in the press. There's just no reason for it, in my opinion. We're all here celebrating the great music that Ronnie left us with. And uh, yeah, so Last in Line, we're going to see them at uh, Mexicali, which we saw them there before, but now it's called it's something called else. It's called something else um, now. Gosh, we're, uh, Debonair, Debonair Music Hall. Yeah, so that's where I we're going to see it. It's going to be so fun. fun. I, got, I got so choked up a couple of those songs, you know? Like, yeah. his, I don't know, I just miss, I miss Ronnie so much. Like, it just hits me, like, in my gut every time I listen to him. Absolutely. Still to this day, you know? What a voice. And we always celebrate Ronnie James Dio here. So make sure you support the Cancer Fund that Wendy is uh, running. We'll have... Links up in today's show notes where you can make a donation. And I, I really recommend you do that. I did want to make a couple announcements. Today, I quit, Emily, this company called The Midroll that has sporadically provided us with ads for probably the last four or five years. Um, they wanted me to move my RSS feed and kind of take over control of it. And honestly, I mean, I was only getting like I get a hundred bucks from them. Like, you know, uh, we had the YouTube music thing. We probably made 600 bucks off of that. That was last year. And then we had the tool ad recently. I made like a uh, hundred bucks off of that. It's just What's like the benefit of them it. taking over your RSS feed? because they want to control the numbers and they don't trust me and ever all the other podcasters to report their, their own numbers, I guess. And they want to have more control over, over the content, they want to be able to place ads on the podcast, like at the beginning without, without the podcaster having put it, it on in, the MP3 right. file. It, it just seemed like they, they wanted too much control. And honestly, I'm get, I was getting that. like nothing from them. Yeah, seriously. So, You've been doing this since 2005. You don't. Yeah. And I know I did want to take a minute to plug Patreon. So now more than ever, guys. Commercial free, really. I mean, we may, if Heavy Montreal wants me to run an ad, of course, I'll, I'll run that. And they don't really pay me. They fly fly us up there for the show. But in general, from this point onward, Talking Metal is commercial free. And that means we need your support. I want to give a big shout out to BJ and his son Brody because they both bought hoodies, Talking Metal hoodies, which I have for sale. Uh, Talking Metal t-shirts, which are 20 bucks. And Patreon. I know I've been slacking a little bit with the Patreon content. I did start a new job. Emily can vouch. I've been the first three weeks of training. We're literally 45 hours a week, right? Emily, you can vouch that and not weekends, horrible hours, quite frankly. Uh, But it's supposed to mellow out. Yeah, Yeah, she can vouch that I've barely been here at all. So um, yeah, I'm going to get back on the Patreon horse and we're going to get you some great exclusive content. And it's just a great way to support the show. The ad-free, commercial-free Talking Metal podcast. So I just wanted to say that. Right now, let's get into Refugee. This is the Tom Petty cover 
Oh, she's pointing at every, I got to stop. Emily is pointing at her heavy Montreal socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just which they I gave us when we were up at heavy Montreal, which is where we saw ghost over the summer and a lot of other great bands in this moment and Slayer. Uh, we're seeing ghost again this Friday, by the way, with, with Nate, my I nephew, we get so to take- that'll be fun. Our friend Our Watt, Watt White is coming down to Trenton, oh, which is a coming? hike. Yeah, so it, it'll be fun. Uh, Trenton, New Jersey, which is not, it's a town I used to work in a long time ago when I lived down in that area, but it's not exactly installing close. Installing cable? Yeah, to where we live right now. Yeah, I it was a cable you installer. Installing cable, climbed like the ladder. the ladders. Yeah, it was, like it was freezing. And people come like out after me with knives. And like dogs <laughs> trying to kill you like, in people's backyards. People, people wouldn't stories. answer the door. I'd be trying to get them to pay their bill, <laughs> ringing the door, and then they wouldn't answer the door. I could hear the TV blaring inside <laughs> the apartment or the house and no one would answer They're the door. They're not coming to the door. And then as soon as I'd throw up the ladder, climb the pole, <laughs> snip, the cord, snip the cord, the door would fly open, you know, and, and the pit bull would run out and the guy come up and screaming at me and I'd throw the ladder on the truck and skid out of there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it, those were funny. crazy. And I feel That's like, really rough, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like if we did collect, because these were the people who hadn't paid their bills in like, like four months. Sure. You know? and I feel like if we did collect that, we actually got a cut of it. I, and it was like the time where you could make bonus money. Really? Yeah. Like, like, you know, if they wrote out a check to you, like yeah, in you that got moment, part, you got, you got like, but you, you were got like an 10%. installer. Yeah. Yeah. That's cuckoo town. Yeah. It was cuckoo. Anymore. It was cuckoo. And I was such a bad installer that they wouldn't send me to the nice neighborhoods. Cause you know, when I, when I <laughs> nailed the wire down, it would be all crooked and you know, the, it would be like going through tree branches and stuff. So, <laughs> so I got designated to, let's just say the not, not great to be, neighborhoods. Yeah. We used to call it the ghetto back in the day, but no, you uh, can't say that. I can't say that. Okay. All right. Well, you guys know what I mean. Let's Walnut Avenue in Trenton, New Jersey. Look it up. That was my stomping ground with Comcast cable. Anyways, <laughs> In, in the late 80s, that was. Anyways, uh, I had, um, yeah, so let's get into this song. This is Refugee. This is Rob Dukes on vocal vocals, uh, the Tom Petty cover, Refugee. Again, Rob Dukes of Generation Kill and Exodus fame on vocals. Uh, Craig Safola on drums. It's good stuff. Check this out, Emily.
Refugee, and that is by Rob Dukes. Craig's a full-on drums. The project is called New Messiah, and their debut album is coming out soon. Rob isn't on all the songs, but he's on a lot of them. Other members of Exodus are on. Not that Rob is still in Exodus. He's ex-Exodus, but current members of Exodus are on this record. A lot of special guests. Definitely uh, check it out. And it's it's great. I think it sounds great. And I know Rob's, Rob told me the songs that he does on the record, they really meant a lot to him because they were songs that he grew up on and his parents used to love. So it was uh, kind of an emotional thing for him no, to cover I love these songs. Rob. Yeah, Rob's great. Rob's great. And Refugee, Dukes. the Tom Pe- Petty cover, right right there. That was great. At least I thought it was great. Anyways, let's keep going. We have uh, right now the song For the Glory of the Grave by Ancient Wisdom right now here on Talking Metal, followed by my interview conducted outside of Dingbats with Nathan Opposition of Ancient Wisdom and Vessel of Light. Here we go. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and I'm here in New Jersey with Nathan Opposition of Ancient Wisdom and Vessel of Light. Nathan, how are you, man? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet. You guys have a show at Dingbats tonight, and when I say you guys, I'm referring to Vessel of Light, your your band with Dan Lorenzo. We're going to talk all about that in a few minutes, but exciting news Ancient Wisdom has a brand new record out, and on the day we are recording it, I think it just came out yesterday, right? 27th, yeah. Yeah, it is, and if I butcher the pronunciation, please let me know, Mundus? Mundus. Mundus, okay. And, wow, some great stuff on there, man. I mean, I... Thank you. uh, There's the the glory to the grave, right? For the the, glory of the grave. For the glory of the grave. Wow, I love that and how at the end it just goes into this epic kind of like sludge jam at the end. You think the song's over and then it kicks in. Great stuff. Um, the the lead-off track, to remind me of the name, it is uh, Human, Extinction. Human Extinction, yeah, which I also love that one. So let's let's talk first about your band, Ancient Wisdom, uh, You one of two bands we'll be talking about today. Give us a little history on the band for people who might not know you guys. Okay, cool. Uh, I know you, Wisdom, you started uh, off touring with Ghost way back when, and I'd love to hear some of those stories. But, cool. but yeah, just uh, how many records do you guys have? How who who's in the band? This is our fifth LP, uh, it's our fifth release. Uh, we've been a band since two thousand and nine. Started in Austin, Texas, and uh, we started playing a lot of shows. We started to get a lot of offers. Uh, it was something that uh, the sound was wasn't very. Uh, uh, reputable at the time. It was just something right. I was doing. Just, just this is the songs I write. Right. You know what I mean. I wasn't writing for any sort of purpose. I was just writing the songs that I liked. And all of a sudden, everybody was enjoying it, and we got signed to a couple of record labels. We got hooked up with ICM, with Nick Storch, and uh, Nick Storch put us on tour with uh, Ghost. Tobias right. uh, asked us to do that tour, and uh, we did that in 2012. Uh, just steady touring for two or three years there. Uh, we did tour with Enslaved, Paul Bear, Royal Thunder. I pretty much played with every band that I love right, and that right. I've ever wanted Some to play really with. great bands. Really there, cool. Yeah. I mean, I played with Dax Riggs from Acid Bath. Wow. Scott Kelly, Scott Wino. Right. Like, you, you name it, we played with them in Austin. It was just like, we had a lot of awesome opportunities to play with amazing artists and people who I really respect and I love as artists. So, so you guys really cool. were in Austin? And then, but you, but you're from Ohio, right? Yeah, I'm from yeah. Cleveland originally. Yeah, yeah. we, um, me and my brother, who's been a, a member of Ancient Wisdom since the beginning, right. uh, we moved there, I think it was 2008, and we were there for about seven years, okay. and um, we formed Ancient Wisdom in 2009, I think we played our first show with, it was with Iron Age at uh, Mohawk in Austin, Texas, wow. and that was in 2009. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I, th- I think we moved back to Cleveland in 2014, I want to say. Okay. And uh, just kept the band going, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's always been me and Mike, so we just kept the, my brother, Michael, yeah. you know, the guitar player. So we just kept, you know, going you at it. You guys write together? Yeah, uh, yeah, it depends on the song, too. Like, sometimes we'll collaborate on a tune. Right. Sometimes I'll write a song all the way through, and he'll add layers and his, you know, you know kind of touch to it. And... Uh, a lot of the times, uh, it's a collaboration. Right. I write all the lyrics, uh, come up with the concepts and all that. Right. And uh, I want I want to talk about the the lyrics um, too. But 
the one thing that I have a hard time doing with ancient wisdom is, you know, I mean, this is just part of human nature. You always want to put something in a box. Okay, it's this type of music. It's it's stoner rock. It's metal. It's, you know, it's... It, and I can't do that with you guys. I, I really, and that's a good thing. I you think there's a compliment. Yeah, yeah thanks. I, I can't figure out where you guys fall, you know, as far as the category goes. And that's that's pretty cool because I almost feel like you're kind of starting your own genre there because it, yeah, you got the the hard rock, the, the, the metal sounds, but there's also like this... Um, like organic feel to it that that I feel is is so lacking in the the metal world this 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 loose um yeah I don't know what the word is like uh organic you know feel that you might get like with like you know old rock like 60s you know stoner surfer rock or something I know there's there's a lot going on there so influence wise what where are you pulling from uh, for me, I, I mean, I listen to all kinds of different music, but uh, the project was basically just like writing this, like going back to it, just writing the songs that I enjoy, writing, it doesn't matter, like I'm not trying to play any genre specifically, right. I'm just trying to just write songs that I like, right. and then when we go into the studio, the songs grow and they become what they became, and that's it, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, I've had a lot of guest musicians on a lot of different records, uh, Wade Allison from Iron Age has played a lead on a couple of records. He's done like some stuff with us. Uh, you know, just we just have like guest musicians every now and then, and we just build our sound just from uh, uh, the core. You know what I right. mean? And then the song kind of blossoms and becomes what it is. So for me, it's just like a, a fun process to just right. not have a ceiling and not have like a genre or you know anything. We fall into any sort of category. We just right. kind of write what comes naturally. And right layer it up how we want it to sound and what we think sounds appropriate for the album that's what we go with you know and uh influences i I get any influence from like i listen to you know merciful fate and priest and all the old school classics from like you know then i listen like electric wizard and you know all you know a lot of stoner stuff too you know i mean so i'm like down with like a lot of different styles of music i listen like black metal I listen to death metal I listen to all kinds of different stuff right so I guess maybe like lyrically maybe I pull from like deicide or something like that right you know what I mean or like well you know the, or something darker you know what I mean that's right yeah, well something darker sure it, lyrically too, a theme that we've heard throughout your records and it's something that I've I've been interested in is the the flip side the left-hand path which you've referenced in some of your songs on uh, you know Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll wrap, yeah, we'll wrap it up. But wrap you want wrap to take, it up. Uh, okay, yeah. The the left-hand path, you know, um, the kind of alternate side of religion, maybe non-religion, I would say. What studying have you done of, uh, like, the left-hand path, uh, what some people might consider Satanism? A lot of Anton LaVey. Yeah, a lot of Crowley. Because you know, I, I had this conversation with Tobias of Ghost, and I mentioned Crowley. I mentioned Anton Lavey, who are two different, very different thinkers and different beliefs. And and he he agreed with that. It is is he claimed that he didn't follow either one of them? But you pull from both of them. I mean, some of my lyrics come to directly from Anton Lavey's teachings. Yeah. So I from, relate much more to to Lavey than than Crowley. For comes just, from a different era. Yeah. 
I, I it's think, almost more atheist to me. Yeah, and uh, just the time period that it was in, it was a very different time for people. And uh, Anton LaVey was kind of on the cusp of writing something that uh, was really connecting to people on a spiritual level, but not due to religion. Right. You know, it's more of like your your own uh, just trusting yourself, believing right. in yourself. The yeah. basics, the ba- right. I mean, stuff that human nature is already a yeah. very, very big part of. You know, I really don't think it's like anything that anybody hasn't thought of. Right. He just put it to you know, put it right. to words, you know, and wrote it. So, for me, uh, Anton LaVey is a huge influence. And real quick, I know you got to run and do a sound check, but real quick, you actually worked with Charlie Manson, uh, did some some music with him. He's obviously back in the public mind a lot because of this Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. But um, can you just briefly, and then we'll let you go, talk about the work you did with Charlie? Yeah, a lot of people reference Charlie and talk about him and all this stuff, but no one's ever really worked with him. I have, uh, for me, it was just a unique opportunity. Uh, my, My outlook on it, and a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. Right. For me, he's a musician. He's an artist. Right. And that isn't the best way to rehabilitate an artist or someone who is incarcerated uh, to give them something for their outlet, their creative right. outlet. Sure. So for me, that was just a good creative outlet for him. Right. It was an opportunity for him and an opportunity for me, for him to uh, to write some songs and to collaborate with a band. He's never done that before. So talking to Grey Wolf uh, and getting my song cleared with Charlie, you know, he played him the tracks, Charlie approved of them. He liked the sound, he liked the sound of our record. So for me, it was really cool to just collaborate with a musician. It was just like doing a split with like any band. It was right. just like doing a, you know, two I mean, artists. He did this together, obviously you know? in prison, like, working on the stuff in prison or was he did he get time out of prison like was he able to leave uh i think what happened uh so basically to sum it up i was working with integrity at the time i was a drummer for integrity and uh dwight hellion has been a big advocate of uh manson's art and his music and stuff like that for a long time and me and dwight were in poland and he started playing me some tracks from the charlie sessions that he had i'm like where the hell where did you get these sessions from this is insane yeah, I'm friends with Grey Wolf. They want uh, all the new releases to be on Holy Terror Records, his record label. And we discussed a little bit, hey, maybe if he's got a couple tracks, you know, then I, we could work on something together. And that's how the split kind of became what it is. Wow. And uh, I emailed Grey Wolf. He got back to me right away. We talked to Charlie. We got it all sorted out with doing the split. And then I had a record label who was uh, friends of mine, Withdrawal Records. They put it out. We did 1,500 records. Wow, it's amazing. Sold out immediately. Uh, so it was a really cool experience. And uh, for me, it was a very unique and a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. type of thing. And Absolutely. no band's ever done it before. So right. it was really unique, and I was really grateful to do it. And, uh, you know, it got a little backlash or whatever. But at the same time, uh, going back to what I said, it's like therapeutic to cool. write music cool yeah. well i know we got to wrap it because you're doing a sound check here but um we didn't really get to talk much about vessel of light but we will play some vessel of light here on the podcast what what vessel of light song would you like to play to take us out oh uh, let's do one way out there you go one way out thank you nathan thank you sir appreciate it
Vessel of Light featuring Nathan Opposition. And Emily, I got to tell you, I was a kind of annoyed and it was nothing to do with with um, Nathan because he was great. I mean, he, I, he wanted to hang. I felt like he wanted to hang all day, but I drove 45 minutes out to Dingbats to do this interview with Nathan. And then the interview gets cut short by this kind of obnoxious. Uh, you got a sound check. Yeah, <laughs> vessel of Time light. Time for your sound check, Brody. Uh, and and I was just like, "Are you kidding me? We get five thousand streams and downloads on here. You're going to cut the interview short." So how long did you have with him? I don't know, like twelve minutes. But I didn't even get the minutes. Yeah, I didn't I got, even get to talk to him I get for like, for vessel of, about like, vessel that's of light. Crazy. It's like yeah. I get at least twenty with with Wendy and with Seal Panther and whomever we want. 12 yeah. minutes? Yeah, 12. That's all I was allotted after spending <laughs> an hour and a driving half there. round trip driving to to get to get to speak with the Nathan. We haven't I love Nathan and I, like I, I said I didn't feel like it was his fault cuz he really got pulled away but but it's like I haven't had much luck Wait, interviewing they, him. So they had to sound check at what time and the show like, was what time? It's like I don't know, it was like 5 or 6 o'clock. They went on at like 11. And they couldn't have waited 8 more minutes. I I, I guess not. I guess not. I don't get it myself, but I'm sure there was a band starting at seven, but still it doors just, doors at, at six thirty. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Everyone, everyone, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it was the club. Maybe the club just thought, you know, 12 minutes was too long, sweetie. Yeah. That's a long interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. So pushed it to the limit. I mean, the sad thing is he didn't get to even mention vessel of light, which is the band he was there to promote. But anyways, um, maybe third time will be the charm for Nathan opposition. Cause I know the first time I interviewed him, his cell phone barely worked. And I really doubt anyone listened to the interview. And this time it was a great interview until it abruptly ended. So there you go. Uh, but I, I will say the new ancient wisdom music is just awesome. I'm loving the new record. So uh, go check it out, guys. Definitely. And on that note, let it, let's get into Love Loaded by Wasted. Pete Way, who has been ill, you know, he was in UFO back in the day. And I saw him play with Wasted opening for Iron Maiden back in the 80s. But apparently he is going to be doing some shows in the UK. So, uh, you know, I really hope Pete is doing well health-wise and let's uh, listen to some old pete way this is the band wasted love loaded going way back i think this is 83 maybe i'm not sure
Unloaded by Wasted. Again, big thanks to BJ and Brody for buying those those hoodies. We've sold a few more t-shirts, guys. Those are always great. You can hit me up on my PayPal for t-shirts. And Patreon is rocking, so let's uh, all meet up on Patreon. And there you go. That's going to do it for today. Emily, thank you so much. I always love hanging out with you and the Wolf Misers here. Pearl is here. Ozzy is wet because it's raining and I I (laughs) took him for a a rare walk. He doesn't get out much anymore, but um, yeah, he enjoyed walking in the rain. So there you go. All right. Bye. (laughs)